sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to a Wednesday on the morning after live on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM, and all across the SportsGrid network as well, I am Ben Stevens. It is championship season here in the later portion of June. Game number four, the Stanley Cup final tonight in Tampa Bay between the Lightning and the Avalanche, a full-blown preview of that later on in this show we go around major league baseball a check-in on the nfl the nba draft odds are moving WNBA fooling through its regular season as well tons to get to on this wednesday and to start off the show jerry is here to help out with some of his expertise and insight jr our guy back in the mix here on a wednesday on tma joe as always it is great to have you I am just, it's a pleasure to see you again, Ben. It feels like uh, forever ago, but uh, you are a uh, busy man on the social calendar. You got marriages, you got weddings, you got anniversaries, you got uh, bachelor parties. Uh, Dude, uh, how are those frequent flyer miles working for you? Every time I turn around on Twitter, you got a beer in your hand at an airport. I don't know what's going on with you, man. Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate that. The frequent flyer miles are starting to stack up a little bit. The airport beers certainly stacking up, leading to some great snoozes on my flights across the country. Joe, you can pretty much break up my calendar throughout the year into three seasons. College football season, college basketball season, and now in the summer months, wedding season. But here we are on a Wednesday back on the morning after. And we begin with an update in the National Football League. The latest update in the the off-the-field legal situation of Cleveland's Deshaun Watson. Tony Busby, the lawyer representing all 24 of the women who have filed a lawsuit against Deshaun Watson, releasing this statement yesterday, saying that 20 of the 24 civil cases have been settled. Once they are settled, the paperwork goes through. Those 20 cases will be dismissed, but four still outstanding against Deshaun Watson, including the first woman to speak up and file a lawsuit, Ashley Solis. And Tony Busby also saying he expects and plans to try those cases in due course. So 20 of the 24, Joe, have been settled. So we go to the NFL's response on this matter. The NFL releasing a statement yesterday after the news of these settlements came down saying that what happened today, this news from Tony Busby, does not change our disciplinary process for Deshaun Watson. A Washington Post report last week, Joe Ranieri, said that the NFL is expected to seek a significant suspension for Deshaun Watson this upcoming 2022 NFL season. What does significant mean? In my estimation, Joe, it's still probably around double-digit games for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns in 2022. I don't get it. You know, as usual, the the NFL fumbles this all over the place because why are you waiting? What in the world could you possibly be waiting to find out that you don't already know? I mean, what? We're talking about a guy that already missed the entire season last year. Um, Mm -hmm. these, uh, you know, these accusations have been around. We've already had not one, but two separate grand juries, uh, not willing to uh, move forward uh, with any criminal charges on him. We've got settlements. 
What is Roger Goodell and the NFL waiting for? The longer this story lingers, the worse it's going to be optically for the NFL. Make the decision and move on. I mean, we're talking about significantly, we're here in what, Ben, a year? Well, if that's the case, what, what are you waiting for, Roger Goodell? Tell us exactly what you're going to do with Deshaun Watson. Will you get it over with already? You would think that legislation or that ruling in terms of his suspension is coming very soon. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after on this Wednesday. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Ranieri. JR here with us for the first couple of segments of this opening hour. We are discussing currently the latest update of the ongoing legal situation for Deshaun Watson. 20 of the 24 civil lawsuits have been settled, according to Tony Busby, the lawyer representing all 24 cases in this situation. The NFL, in response to that statement, releasing their own, saying this does not change the disciplinary process they will seek in terms of the suspension for Deshaun Watson. And a change in how the NFL now does this. They present their case to an independent judge, Sue L. Robinson, a former district attorney who is appointed by both the league and the Players Association. So we await what that suspension will look like for Deshaun Watson, which brings us back to the football field, Joe, and the odds for the mm. Cleveland Browns in 2022. No team win total yet for Cleveland, yet to win 10 or more games, Joe, is minus 195. To make the postseason for the Browns, is minus 210. That's the same price for Kansas City to make the postseason. I don't understand these odds, Joe. Do you? I have no clue, uh, Ben. I, I, we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be. You've already alienated the one quarterback you know is actually eligible to play. Uh, so now he is doing everything in his power uh, to get out of Dodge here. You've kind of pushed all your chips in under Sean Watson without knowing truly what was going to happen to him. Now, I know they built in exit clauses in his contract, which would allow them to be able to, in case of a suspension, get out. But what, what, you, the one position you shouldn't piss off, you pissed off. And that would be Baker Mayfield's the only guy left on the roster worth of anything. I, everything's under to me until further notice with the Cleveland Browns, Ben. To win 10 or more games, a regular season price. To make the playoffs, still a regular season price. The third best nope. odds to win the AFC North at plus 250, still a regular nope. season price. It doesn't make sense. We come back on the morning after nope. next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Daily Diamond Update right here, right now. Live on a Wednesday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside Joe Ranieri for a second straight segment, I am Ben Stevens. And Joe, entering a series against the Cincinnati Reds, not much was going right for the L.A. Dodgers, the World Series favorites, the favorites to win the National League pennant and West. They've been struggling. Entering this series against the Reds, they had lost five of their last eight eight of their last 13 certainly not the standard of dodger baseball we have come to expect but a great start 
to their series against Cincinnati yesterday in the Great American Ballpark. The Dodgers picking up an 8-2 road victory. And Tony Gonsolin, Joe, who has been quite a good sign for the Dodgers this year, improving to a perfect 9-0 this season. Five innings of work yesterday, only two earned runs. He has a 1-5-8 ERA so far this season. It's been Tony Gonsolin and their starter today in Tyler Anderson, Joe, that really carried the weight out of that starting staff for Los Angeles. Good to get back in the win column with that 8-2 victory over the Reds yesterday. Yeah, and some injury concerns with the uh, with the Dodgers, right? But I mean, you can't say enough about what has uh, what has happened with that starting pitching. We've already seen Kershaw hit the IL, right? There was uh, all sorts of concern about what would you get from Gonzalez, what would you get from Tyler Anderson uh, this year, and the answer is nothing but W's. Uh, it's been an unbelievable season thus far for the Dodgers. Uh, and, and you're trying to look and say, okay, you know, Betts goes down. Eh, are you confident with the bullpen? Are you not? Kimbrell's had his issues. But uh, the one thing you can't argue with is that the middle to bottom of that rotation has been phenomenal. Urias now looks unhittable again. So you got Kershaw back. Uh, good luck, National League West. Uh, and uh, good luck here, uh, Reds, uh, this week. Uh, seems like you're going to be racking up a few more uh, L's uh, before it is all said and done. Keep this in mind, too. Dodgers plus 120 in run differential thus far this year. The Reds minus 70, man. Ouch. There are going to be some big, big prices this week between Cincinnati mm -hmm. and L.A. Tyler Anderson on the bump on the road. The Dodgers minus 162 today. You just saw those National League pennant odds up there. There was a little bit of movement early this week when the Dodgers were struggling. The Mets were keeping their weight, and the Braves were still winning baseball games. But now it's back to what we saw about a week ago with the Dodgers, the favorites still at plus 220 in the National League race. The Mets plus 350. The Braves behind them at 6-1. to one. Speaking of those Mets, a big series for New York underway interleague style in Houston taking on the Astros it's Houston that gets the 8-2 win yesterday to start this series and then today it's Cookie Carrasco for the New York Mets and Luis Garcia on the other side for Houston Joe these two teams the third and fourth best odds to win a World Series respectively a big series mm -hmm. this week to really show where both stand in comparison to the other I mean, listen, I it, wasn't sure if the Mets uh, played it all last night because all I kept watching was Astros running around the bases with home runs. Um, it was a, uh, it was an interesting evening uh, for the Metropolitans last night, to say the least. But I got to tell you, uh, you've got, uh, I believe, uh, Pete Alonso hit his 20th home run last night Indeed. for the Mets, continuing to mash just when you want to stick a fork in this Mets team. And believe me, I do. Um they are just a scrappy team figuring out ways to get it done. Remember, remember when they went to the West Coast? I thought that West Coast trip told us a lot about the yeah. Mets, right? They were 500 when they came back. Uh, you thought they were going to, Dodgers were going to run rough shot over them, but they ended up splitting that series after losing the first two. It feels like the better competition they go up against, they are a hard out. And really, at this point, what else can you ask? of them and while the Braves have taken advantage of a soft schedule the Phillies doing the same I ultimately think it is the Mets uh they are the team to beat in that division especially knowing the reinforcements that are on their way back 
And that is the hope for New York right now. The Mets booked as an underdog today. They were an underdog last night. The Mets against the best teams, including what Joe was saying about that West Coast road trip just about two weeks ago. They were an underdog was New York against the Dodgers in all mm -hmm. four games of that set on the road in San Diego and all three of that series in the first two so far against Houston. The Astros, mm -hmm. meanwhile, a favorite now in 31 straight games, if you include today's day game between Houston and New York. So not much movement in the nationally pennant odds as we showed you, but some slight movement in those World Series prices early this week as well. The Dodgers remain mm -hmm. the favorites, but only by 10 cents. Over the best team in baseball, the New York Yankees, plus 444 LA, plus 450 for the pinstripes. The Astros, the third best price at plus 650. And the Mets, the fourth best number at plus 700. So the Yankees are the best team in baseball. They've won 50 games. They lost yesterday, though, to Tampa Bay. However, in the American League East, there is a team hotter than most in baseball right now. That would be the Boston Red Sox, Joe, holding on Ooh. for a 5-4 victory yesterday against the Detroit Tigers in Fenway. The Red Sox third straight victory and not only three straight wins, but winners in seven of their last eight, 15 of their last 19. JR, on May the 12th, Boston was 11-20 straight up. A dismal start to the year for the Sox. Mm -hmm. Since then, they are 27 and 11. That is a win percentage of 0.711. That is one of the hottest teams in all the bigs. It is. And what we're starting to see is, and we knew this Boston team among any of the, above everything else, Ben, they could mash, right? But they weren't yep. hitting early on in the season, which gave everyone pause. But now those bats are really starting to come alive. They're starting to take advantage of the weaker teams. They're winning the games they're supposed to be winning, right? We've seen this across the board. We just talked about it. Atlanta, Philadelphia, you know, Minnesota did it for uh, for much of the beginning of the year, taking advantage of soft, weaker schedules. However, I ain't betting my money at the end of a ball game and expecting that Red Sox bullpen uh, to show up. Uh, good luck with that. It's one thing to rattle off a bunch of wins against sub-500 teams. It's another thing when you got to play the Yankees, Toronto, Houston. Yeah, they're, they've been good, but they haven't yep. been in that level yet, mostly because do not trust that bullpen here at all, much less some of that starting rotation on the back end. It's a good point. Boston is beating the teams they should beat right now. That's the sign of a good club. However, they've only played the Yankees once this year. It was the opening series of the season for both teams. Two more series against the Yankees before we get to the All-Star break. But you can expect a bunch between those two bitter rivals down the home stretch in the second half of this Major League Baseball season. Boston, mm -hmm. 12 and a half games back now in the AL East. The Blue Jays, 12 games behind in second of the New York Yankees, who maintain that 12-game advantage in that division. They play the Rays again Oof. today. Tampa Bay winning yesterday. And now we have the Yanks as a favorite once again. Isaac Paredes yesterday, Joe. Three home runs in the win over the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge was out there as well for only a pinch hit attempt, but he is still the favorite to be your American League MVP. A big series within this division for both the Rays and the pinstripes the rest of this week. Yeah, well, he beat the Yankees last night. Nobody else. Uh, and the Yankees uh, let one guy beat him. I guess that's what it's going to take. But listen, I, I do think people need to be cautious with the Yankees here because regression is coming mm. here, guys. 
They're on pace for 121 wins here, Ben, which means they've had a little bit of luck uh, moving on here. Uh, they've had a little bit of luck when it comes to the starting pitching not being hurt with guys that have been hurt their entire career. Some of this is going to come back to reality. Not saying they ain't going to be the team to beat, but there is going to be a stretch, Ben, where they are not nearly as lucky and as profitable as they have been to back right about now. And when that hits, get ready. There's some money to be made. Nasty Nestor Cortez starting yesterday for the Yanks, giving up four earned and only four and a third. His second of his last mm -hmm. three starts where he allowed four earned runs. Aaron Judge is quite prolific right now. Again, your favorite to win the American League MVP. Good we'll day. look at the future with Joe Ranieri up next here on the morning after on SportsGrid as we continue going around Major League Baseball. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside Joe Ranieri for a third consecutive segment right now. Where you're going to peer into the future for Major League Baseball in a couple of very interesting conversations about the two central divisions in both leagues trying to find the value. And there is a lot of value, it seems, Joe, to be had in the American League Central. And we have a change at the top of the standings the Cleveland Guardians are now in that first place position in the AL Central they are actually tied with the twins based on the win-loss record but Cleveland's win percentage slightly better the Guardians winning against Minnesota yesterday in 11 innings they will face off again today for a very important game here Joe in the American League Central Cleveland though is incredibly hot at the moment they have won seven of their last eight games 10 of their last 12 they are 14 and 4 in the month of june and they won their final two games joe in the month of may mm -hmm. so they have been victorious in 16 of their last 20 the guardians starting to make up some ground in that american league central big time and uh listen i like i i was always a little wary of minnesota that pitching staff and especially that bullpen is ouch uh ben you you know, a lot of first five uh, bets with the Minnesota Twins uh, thus far this year because that bullpen is, whoo, um, but Cleveland's bullpen. Can we talk about mm. them, uh, Ben? Th those arms in that bullpen, guys, and they are statistically uh, one of the best in Major League uh, Baseball. They, are, they aren't built to hit a million home runs. They're not going to score 23 runs in a, in a game or two games in a row. They are a team that is going to have a lead heading into the uh, sixth or seventh inning, Ben, and good luck against that bullpen. They're doing it the old uh, Terry Francona way there where give me five or six innings, give us a lead, scratch out a win, play small ball, and voila, we'll beat you in extra innings because you, uh, you won't be able to score a run. And guess what? The Twins gave it up last night in the eighth inning, uh, a two-run lead, and ended up losing in uh, extra Why? Yep. could not get a run or much less a hit uh, against that uh, that closing staff there of the Guardians. Impressive stuff with them from the East. I don't think we want to stick a fork in the White Sox just yet, but you got to keep an eye on the Guardians here. They're pretty darn good.
As we showed you, Minnesota greater than a dollar and a half favorite at home today against Cleveland. But again, it's the Guardians and the Twins now tied for that top spot in the AL Central standings. Mm -hmm. Cleveland slightly better in terms of that win percentage. Let's not stick a fork in the Chicago White Sox. Tim Anderson now back in the lineup after missing most of the month of June. When they're trying to get healthier, that is the hope. The manager is still Tony La Russa, so good luck, Southsiders. But if that mm -hmm. is to be said, Joe, the FanDuel Sportsbook also not giving up on Chicago, as you see right there. All plus money prices in the AL Central. The White Sox and the Twins tied as co-favorites at plus 140, $1.60 behind. That price on the Guardians at plus 300. So Cleveland and Minnesota continue their series. The two teams tied at the top of the American League Central. A very similar story in the National League Central between the mm -hmm. St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers. The Cards taking game two of this four-game set against Milwaukee yesterday. And now we are tied once again, Joe Ranieri, in the National League mm -hmm. Central. Both teams enter today's matchup with the same record, 39 and 31 straight up. It's Milwaukee as a slight home favorite. That line working more in favor of the Brew Crew today. Minus 120 on that money line. Now it's Uncle Chuck and Eddie Lauer facing off. Adam Wainwright is the starter for St. Louis. Joe, what do you make of what we're seeing right now between Milwaukee and St. Louis? Really a two-team race at the top of the NL Central. Remember this uh, name here, uh, guys. Uh, Nolan Gorman. Uh, he is a 20-year-old rookie for the Cardinals, mm. guys. That is, he's not even 21 yet. He's 20 years old, and he is absolutely crushing it. Six homers in 29 games already. Was four for four again yesterday. Single-handedly gave them the opportunity to win that game after a rough Corbin Burns uh, outing uh, the game prior. Flaherty back in action for the yep. Cardinals. I mean, listen, they've got nice pieces there right Carlson starting to hit the ball again you got uh, Harrison Bader the bottom half of that lineup with the youth um yeah they are starting to compliment uh you know Arenado and Goldschmidt and those guys they can mash uh make no mistake about it the big question mark of course is going to be starting pitching there Wainwright's uh, a vampire he's 132 years old not sure how much longer uh we can hang on him but the problem with the Brewers is you trust them to score enough runs uh, against anybody, especially the better uh, pitching? I don't. Uh, and that's the problem. They got Yellick all over the lineup. They had a bat and lead off last night. I don't know what happened to him. He's hitting 235. This was a perennial MVP here. And now the Marlins are all going, <laughs> aren't we glad we got rid of him? Uh, this is the problem with the Brewers. You can't trust them to score runs. If you can't score runs, I don't care how good your pitching staff is, which, by the way, uh, two-thirds of those starters are, are out. Uh, Woodruff, Hurt, uh, Peralta, yep. Hurt. Uh, and Corbin Burns is beatable this year. We've seen that. So you don't give them run support. You don't win games. I like the Cardinals. Uh, I think they're a more well-rounded team, and I have more faith now with Flaherty back uh, that, uh, you know, we saw Mikolas this week too, right? I, I like yeah. the Cardinals to win this. I think it's theirs to lose. Miles Michaelis, after throwing 129 pitches, almost in a yep. no-hit bid against the Pittsburgh Pirates last week. The final strike of the game was a hit for Pittsburgh, breaking up that no-hit bid. Also threw 100 in a pretty good start against Corbin Burns 
two days ago. That was mm -hmm. a picture-perfect oh. game for Milwaukee. They won 2-0. It was a Tyrone Taylor home run that was the only runs of the game for the Brewers. So yep. they scored two runs two games ago. They scored two runs last night. To echo Joe's point here, Milwaukee's the 11th worst offense in all of Major League Baseball. How sustainable is that? You're going to need to win games when you can have your starter go six and seven, get it to Devin Williams, get it to Josh Hader, but how often is that going to happen and how much can you rely on that being the scenario mm -hmm. for victory? So again, both teams, 39 and 31 straight up. As we showed you, it's still the Brewers as an odds on favorite at minus 145 in that division, but Maybe to Joe's point, a little bit of value on the Redbirds at plus mm -hmm. 110. You mentioned a bunch of guys there, Joe. Nolan Gorman, Harrison Bader. But, of course, we need to mention the favorite to win the National League MVP mm -hmm. in Paul Goldschmidt. The second best uh, batting average in all of the bigs. Did not play last night, but he's got the second best offensive war. Wins above replacement in the National League as well. And is your betting favorite right now, JR, at plus 200 to win National League MVP? There maybe is some value on Manny Machado or other places, but right now it's Goldie as your favorite in the NL MVP race. Yeah, I mean, uh, unbelievable. And uh, Machado, too, also having an unbelievable year, but now he's hurt uh, a little bit. Uh, I had said it, Ben, we talked about it last month. I thought what Pete Alonso was doing was unbelievable for that Met, you know, quietly, you know, hit his 20th home run again last night. He is mashing the ball, but Goldschmidt's been out of control for the Cardinals, which is a big reason why uh, they are uh, there with an opportunity, I think, to uh, to win this central division. He's the fair. It's a little cheap for me. I would more look towards uh, Alonzo and hopefully uh, Machado comes back uh, healthy at some point here, but because right. uh, he was absolutely would have been my favorite to win it all if he uh, has stayed on the field. But uh, if he misses just a couple of weeks, so be it. Uh, but uh, my goodness, look at that Padres offense without Machado. So uh, MVP, that's what it means. I don't think the Mets would be anything without Alonzo in the middle of that order. And I don't think the Padres are anything without Machado and Goldschmidt. You've been carrying a weight so far uh, for the uh, cards. A well-deserved plus 200 to win it all. The man known as the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, his 20th home run of the season last night, despite an 8-2 oh. loss to the Astros, his 65th RBI. That's the best in Major League Baseball. The player with the most home runs in the bigs, well, that would be the other New York star in mm. Aaron Judge. He has 25 home runs. He is your even-money favorite at plus 100 to win the American League MVP. You see the stats for Aaron Judge that we will show you here in just a matter of moments. He has been prolific here in the month of June and continues to be that as of right now. So those are the odds for the MVP. Those are Aaron Judge's stats. Mm. But Joe, let's also talk about Shohei Otani. Two three-run mm. blasts last night despite a loss for the Angels. It's my least or maybe favorite thing in all the big. Shohei Otani highlights and the Angels still losing baseball games, but a little bit of a bump to Shohei, who now has the second best price in the American League MVP market at plus 450. He is on the mound today, is Shohei, against the Kansas City Royals, but when you look at the American League West, Joe Ranieri, the Houston Astros, mm. such a substantial favorite at the moment because... Everybody else in the division, including the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, are below 500 at the moment. 
Yeah, it's uh, we can just crown the Astros here, uh, division yeah. uh, champs. Let's not be realistic here. And also, guys, by the way, and I love Judge. I'm a Yankee fan. I love what Judge is doing. Guys, there is no question. It should be no question. The MVP is Otani. And in while he mm. continues to pull double duty, it's Otani. Much like, I don't want to hear it. Jordan's the MVP. I don't care. Kobe's the MVP. I don't care. LeBron's the MVP. I don't care. As long as they stay healthy and play, I get it. You don't want to give it to him every year. But until this guy decides, Ben, Otani, what he is doing, unprecedented. It's a Haley's Comet. He's the MVP until... Uh, further notice as far as I'm concerned. And you want to talk about a Shohei price? The Angels are minus 240 today against KC despite losing two straight games. Joe Ranieri, the best in the business. Thank you for your expertise as always here on the morning after. We're back with a look at the NBA draft with James Young up next. Hmm. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Tomorrow is the 2022 NBA draft. We get you set for that right here, right now, live on the morning after on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, now very pleased to welcome on our coach, James Young, back on the show. School is out for the summer. A little bit of JY's coaching scouting report and his expertise here on this Wednesday on the morning after. Not only for the NBA draft, but also for the WNBA regular season. History last night between two of the top three teams in the entirety of that league. But tomorrow night, it'll be James Young, myself, and Kevin Walsh on SportsGrid's NBA draft special. JY, I cannot wait. I know you are excited as well. Here we go. Round two. You know, we're running a back-to-back, running the three-man weave. We'll let, we'll let Ben run the point, you know, I'll be, you know, Kareem, K-Dub will be James Worthy, will run the wings, and my man Big Ten Ben is leading the fast break. Good morning, brother. I actually think it will be Kevin being our Magic Johnson, but I'm good being James Worthy, and certainly you are Kareem with the sky hook to match. Listen, I've seen him play basketball. I know what JY can bring on the hardwood as well. All right. JY, let's dive into it because I'm sure you've been following this and getting prepped and ready for tomorrow night's NBA draft special. The markets have moved like crazy when it comes to the number one overall pick, who's going two, who's going three between the big three of this 2022 NBA draft. That would be Jabari Smith out of Auburn, Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, and Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. And now look at the price, JY, on this Wednesday morning for Jabari Smith. It was about minus 150 yesterday. Now nearly a dollar of movement in his favor at minus 240. JY, just over 24 hours out from the NBA draft, Jabari Smith is now a minus 240 heavy odds on minus money favorite to go number one overall to the Orlando Magic who currently occupy that top overall pick. Do you believe that Jabari Smith is a lock to go number one overall? The way the market is moving, yes. Now, do I agree that it should be a lock at number one? Absolutely not. I, I, I question Ooh. Orlando's decision because I think him and Bogner are two similar players. Now, Jabari's a little hmm. bit more athletic. I thought, actually, 
you know, Chet was the better fit for them as a, you know, a, a long stretch four, weak side shot blocker, blocker offensive rebound, can bring the ball up the floor. And I actually think Bancaro is also a better fit because he's a little bit more of a mm. rugged low post threat as opposed to what Wagner is. So it's interesting. I don't know if Orlando really knows what they're doing, but the market has been fascinating, Ben. And I'm starting to wonder. Houston basically has come out, it's come out down there that they want Bancaro. Is yeah. Oklahoma City playing a little bit of game of chicken right now at the number two spot and, and kind of holding that hostage? Maybe seeing if Houston will give something up to move up one spot. I don't know, yeah. but I expect a lot of fireworks tomorrow, brother. It's going to be interesting in that top three because of how clear the distinction is between Jabari, Chet, and Paolo and the rest of even the best players in this 2022 NBA draft. And speaking of what might happen at one versus what might happen at number two, now Chet Holmgren, JY, not the second best price to go number one overall. That is Paolo Bancaro at plus 240. We talked about this yesterday. Chet wants to play for OKC. The Houston Rockets are in love with Paolo Bancaro, where there might be some steam. Maybe there is fire. Could Houston make a trade to move up? in the top three of the NBA draft order. But for the time being, it's Orlando 1, OKC 2, and Houston at number three, followed by Sacramento at number four. So, JY, give me Coach James Young's top three mock. Who do you have going one, two, and three in that specific order? I went a little bit different. I like Chet going one to Orlando followed by Jabari Smith at two. I think he'd be a nice combination with Gideon SGA. And then Houston, because moving Christian Wood out, I like Paulo Bancaro going at three. No matter how you slice it or dice a Big Ten, Ben, this is going to be the top three. And to me, yeah. maybe there's a little bit of movement. Maybe we get a surprise. But let's be honest. The draft really starts with Sacramento at four and what kind of craziness they may or may not do. Yeah, and right now you're seeing heavy minus money prices for those top three picks. Jabari's minus 240 at number one overall. Chet Holmgren is minus 230 at number two overall. And then Pablo Bancaro is minus 220 at number three overall. I say those points because might we see some movement in the teams making those selections. The draft will start at four, certainly at five with the Detroit Pistons. So much fun tomorrow night on our NBA draft special. Again, it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's JY, it's myself and all K-Dubs bringing you an update to those live odds and how everything looks for the 2022 NBA draft. But Coach James Young does not just stop in the NBA, especially in these summer months as the WNBA regular season rolls on. He's given you the scouting report for the association in the W as well. And JY, last night, between two of the three best teams in the league, Las Vegas, who is first in the standings. Chicago, who entered last night in that three spot in the WNBA standings. We saw history, the largest comeback in the history of the WNBA. The sky coming back from down as many as 28 points to knock off the aces last night. JY, when you see two of these three best teams going up against each other, what stood out last night? Just the counterpunch of the Chicago Sky. Listen, defending WNBA champions had four players with 17 or more points. 
Las Vegas jumped out to a big lead, 41-18. Becky Hammond came last night and said it was the best quarter she's seen in basketball, and then they got ran out by Chicago. Chicago's a rugged team. They're going to be – it's interesting to see what's going to happen in the WNBA because it's more than just those two teams. you got to think about Connecticut defending uh, MVP. you got to think about the Sioux Bird get that last championship because that's why anybody knows anything about the WNBA knows that's the only reason Brianna Stewart went back to Seattle. Brianna Stewart was going to the Liberty, folks. She had the meeting. It was happening. So a lot of fireworks in the WNBA right now with those top, I would say, four teams. That's kind of like the pecking order. Those four than yeah. everybody else. The Aces right now, 13-3, and three, that top spot in the WNBA. Only their third loss of the season last night, and it was this guy that had to come back from 28 points down. Then you have the Connecticut Sun, a game and a half back of the Aces, and then Chicago now, two games back of Las Vegas. There's only five teams right now in the WJY that are above 500, including the Washington Mystics. But the Sticks last night on the road in Los Angeles against the Sparks, it was the Sparks picking up a spark in a two-point win over Washington. You talk about that clear delineation between the top four, maybe five teams in the WNBA. Do you think Washington is in that mix? My only concern is Elena Deladon has been dealing with this back injury for more than just this year. She's been dealing with it from last year as well. Listen, she missed the game last night. They lose the game close uh, to the spark. So all in all, 11-8, 5-4. You know, they got some pieces. They got to get the Austin kid going a little bit. And listen, Mike DeBow is one of the best uh, coaches in the WNBA. Been there a long time, t I should say. His daughter Carly just got the job over at Fairfield, was an assistant at Minnesota. Carly would do a good yeah. job. Shout out to her. Uh, former Monmouth basketball player before I started coaching there. So, oh. you know, Mike's a really good coach. So he's going to have that team at the, in the end. So if you say there's like the top four, then it's probably Washington's that next line right below because you got to give yeah. the fact that Deladon's one of the best, if not the best player in the WNBA when she's healthy. But you're right. There's only five teams over 500. It's going to be an interesting race. And I want to say this. Watch out for the Liberty. They have been they had a rough start. I think they lost seven out of their first eight games. They're now yep. in the ninth spot at 6-10. and ten. Uh, Sandy Bordello, who's the new coach, was the coach of the Phoenix Mercury. I talked to my buddy, uh, the, the coaches, Chavi uh, Lopez, who used to coach Sabrina Inescu, uh with the Liberty. I'm sorry, with Oregon. And he yep. talked about moving Anescu off the ball. They're starting Crystal Dangerfield. Look out for the New York Liberty folks sneaking into the playoffs. And with that firepower, if they don't turn the ball off defensively, uh, offensively, defensively in the half court, they're one of the best teams. Watch the New York Liberty the back half of the season. They're only a half game out of that eighth spot now in New York. When we last checked in on the WNBA, was at the bottom of the entire table in the WNBA. And to JY's point, the clear delineation can also be seen in the odds right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Washington Mystics, the fifth best price at 11 to 1, but then it's Seattle at 6 to 1 with the fourth best number. Chicago at plus 390. Connecticut at plus 380, working our way up to the Las Vegas Aces at plus 125. It's not often, James, that the WNBA standings in the odds in a specific lead follow exactly in the same suit, but that's what we're seeing right now in the W. So I want to ask about Las Vegas, a relatively short favorite to win the WNBA championship at plus 
125. Do you believe the aces are worthy of that relatively short number? Yeah, I think they do. You know, Ben, when you when you look at the aces, you know, one they they get Becky Hammond, who obviously was under Greg Popovich, um, and that just tells you enough about her and her basketball knowledge. But when you can roll in a sort of lineup with Plum, Wilson, Young, Hamby, and Gray, five players averaging 12.5 points or more. So four of those girls can get you up 20 any night. They're a walking bucket, and they can beat you a lot of different ways. They can beat you outside. They can beat you inside. So they have a lot of pieces that they can make it work. So I do think they should be the favorite. That would be where my money is on. But I still have a feeling at plus 600, that mm. that big three of Lord, Stewie, and Sue Bird, you cannot count out the Seattle Storm at plus 600. If you're looking for value, folks, right now, the Seattle Storm with the fourth best odds is where I would put my money right now. A storybook ending, perhaps, for Sue Bird's legendary WNBA and basketball career. She will retire at the end of this 2022 WNBA season. A great look there, JY. All right. As we go back to the NBA draft quickly here, to echo your point about number four, Jaden Ivey now only a minus 130 odds-on favorite to be that fourth overall selection. Keegan Murray, another player out of the Big Ten from the Iowa Hawkeyes, starting to creep his way up this board. Give me a sleeper, JY, that you think could be a potential top 10 pick tomorrow night that nobody's really paying attention to as of yet. I think the guy I like is A.J. Griffin. I think he's fantastic. I think he's the best shooter in the draft, 3 and D guy. Hmm. I looked at him, maybe go, and maybe in the eighth spot, I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, when you look at other guys, I'm, I am fading a little bit uh, during uh, from – Memphis. I don't know yep. where you find a center to go in the top 10. People are talking about San Antonio. They have Jakob Pertle there. I think they're set. That guy, Duran, looks like a short pick to me at 13 to the Charlotte Hornets. It lines up. Ooh. They need a center, rim protector, shot blocker to play with Bridges and LaMelo Ball. So if I'm looking at a guy to fade, Duran's the guy I'm fading right now to go over his position, which I do believe is 10 and a half. It is indeed. Jalen Duran right now is minus 105 to be a top 10 pick. A.J. Griffin is plus 185. J.Y. always giving you that plus money. Coach James Young back on the NBA Draft Special live tomorrow night. J.Y., I cannot wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. We end out our number one of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ending out our number one of the morning after live right here on a Wednesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. And to begin the show, I said to you, it's championship season, even here in the later portion of the month of June. Not just the College World Series in Omaha, but it's game number four of the Stanley Cup final tonight between the two-time reigning Stanley Cup champs. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Tampa taking game number three on Monday night. It's game number four with the Avs holding a 2-1 series advantage. Game number four 
The Amelie Arena tonight in Tampa Bay. Can the Lightning even up the series? We'll break down the odds and the lines and everything you need to know to start out hour number two. But we want to hear from you about what you think will play out in the Stanley Cup final this evening in Tampa Bay. Let's find out together and fade the public. A lot of love for this poll early on on this Wednesday morning at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. The question, a simple one. Who wins game four of the Stanley Cup final tonight? The Avalanche or the Lightning? Again, Colorado has a 2-1 series lead, but the Lightning picking up some momentum with a 6-2 blowout victory in game number three. And the public expects the same to continue for Tampa tonight. 55% of this vote saying Tampa Bay will even the series on home ice this evening against the Avalanche. Nearly 45% back in Colorado in that poll. And the line remains steady on this Wednesday morning. It is even on the money line. Minus 110 for Colorado, minus 110 for Tampa Bay. That was the same exact thing that we saw for game number three. Of course, it was Tampa winning 6-2 to two to pick up their first victory in this Stanley Cup final against the Avalanche. The Tampa Bay Lightning, your two-time reigning Stanley Cup champs, looking to hoist Lord Stanley's trophy for a third consecutive year. We break down that game up next when hour number two of the morning after rolls on live on this Wednesday. Come back and join us.